project can't get to a release date without a title. The title alone carries the ethos of the song, album, film, book, or piece of art. When you hear the song title Thriller, it likely immediately conjures up the well-choreographed Michael Jackson zombie dance. Or even, for me, seeing the word vertigo anywhere in print, I immediately think of the U2 song, which then makes me envision the 2004 silhouette on brightly colored background TV ad for the Apple iPod. Some titles we love almost never happened. If you were a child of the 80s, you grew up with the film Back to the Future. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Uh, it really was a once-in-a-generation film. And that was the original title, too. But during production, an executive on the film, Sidney Scheinberg, decided that he had never heard of a movie being successful with the word future in it. So he came up with a new name for the film, the film was to be retitled Spaceman from Pluto. Thankfully, Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg stood up for the original title, and yes, Back to the Future was a wild success. In 1993, Arnold Schwarzenegger starred in the action family fantasy film Last Action Hero. Wait, where are you going? I'll be back. Ha! You did not gonna say that, did you? That's what you always say. I do. But do you know the original title? Extremely Violent. Hmm. The very wise title change was requested by the governor himself. Okay, this is fun. I've got a couple more for you. The iconic Gen X movie, The Breakfast Club. It's you and me. Two hits. Me hitting you, you hitting the floor. Anytime you're ready, pal. Had a different original title, The Lunch Bunch. I'm not joking. In 1994, the award-winning film Pulp Fiction put Quentin Tarantino on the map and resurrected the career of John Travolta. And what do they call it? They call it Royale, which... But the film was slated to release under a different title, Black Mask. Much more boring title if you ask me. Would the film have been so lauded by critics? Would it have made $200 million in net profits? Would it have received seven Academy Award nominations if it had been called Black Mask instead of Pulp Fiction? We won't ever know. Rich Mullins tribute project we've been telling you about? Well, it now has a title. And we'll reveal it to you this episode. From UTR Media, I'm Dave Trout, and this is Release Date.
Come along with me on a ride to Bellsburg, Tennessee. Driving through the hills of Tennessee right now, we're about, uh, let's see, it's about 45 minutes west of Nashville, and coming up, I mean, ah, it's gorgeous, just rolling hills, and the the road kind of cuts through the rocks a bit, and it's just beautiful, Um, so I'm literally at Route 49, state or State Highway 49 right now, which is the road that Rich's old house is on. I think I'm a couple minutes away. Okay, I think I'm getting close now. Unincorporated Bellsburg. Just past the sign here. I'm just gotta look. Three. Where is it? Did I pass it? Three, eight. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of. Oh, I think this is it. There's not a whole lot of much of anything out here. Okay. Found the house. All right. I just gotta park. All right, time to go meet everybody. Hello. Hi there. Are you Connie? Yeah. I wasn't here. This is my first okay. time here. All right. Hi, I'm Dave. Nice to meet you. I am Connie. I live here. And, uh, <laughs> this is Connie Hawk, a close friend of Rich, who became the caretaker of his property years before he passed away. And since he died 25 years ago, has owned this house, which is where we're doing the recording of this tribute project. So are you here to take pictures or just to hang or I'm, to talk about business stuff with them? I am here to take pictures, to hang. The business stuff I think we already have under control. So, um, in fact, I just I, I just met with, we all met together uh, yesterday right. in Franklin. Is that about the Kickstarter? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of the main operator of the Kickstarter. Oh, okay. So I'm... I'm the kind of the fundraising guy. So. Oh, okay. Your pardon me. I just met you and I'm pulling bird duty off my phone. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, they the guys, yes, they'll come out here and sit up there and smoke yeah. and do stuff like, oh, great, there's plants in there. <laughs> did you even know who the small ones is? I do, definitely do, yeah. I, I, uh, um, I saw, you know, I was, I was pretty, I was young, but I saw him in concert maybe three or four times. Um, like in Chicago? Or? In Chicago, yeah. You played yep. there for decades. Also. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I was a student at Wheaton College oh, at man. the time that he was doing the Canticle of the Plains. Oh, um, I wasn't... I had no sort of... I had never crossed paths with him that whole time other than he did a chapel service 
it was his last, uh, the last time he did a college chapel, which I think was spring of 97. So that was my junior year there. And, well, he uh, played weights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, saw him, I saw him play a full concert at Edmund Chapel, you know, before, when I was in high school. Uh, he, I saw him play at Moody Church, um, uh, you know, when I was in high school as well. So, um, I think I really got into his music more after he died yeah. and really started to pay more attention to just, um, I mean, just kind of what a gift and, he had and a left. Per, and a person, yeah. As a person, yeah. too, yeah. Kind of hearing stories about yeah. how he lived his life, how he, oh, yeah. how he, um, you know, kind of challenged the status quo. Oh, he hated Nashville. Yeah. You yeah. know, he and Keith Green and yeah. Mark Hurd, you know. Yeah. They oh, yeah. they were like a little they're like a little group of people that let's do it our way screw Nashville yeah. yeah let's hop in here while they're still singing okay. I don't know. well we got a tiptoe in the house if they're recording uh yeah okay. 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 That's beautiful. We did an interview and yeah, yeah, yeah. good man, good. Yeah, good to see you too. Sounds amazing. Jason, hey Jason. Well, it looks like we walked in on the recording session of Louisville artists Stephen McWhorter and Jason Claiborne who sing Bound to Come Some Trouble on the Tribute album. Hopefully you're getting a taste for 
the quality of community that has gathered around the making of this record. The project's producer, Chris Hoisington, was inspired by the final recording that Rich Mullins ever did, which was now known as the Jesus Record Demos. I asked him about capturing some of that spirit by recording in Rich's old house. We, Andrew, Dave, and myself, started making plans around what it would look like. And I said to them another thought that I had around just artists doing these uh, Jesus demo style recording is I would love to do it in Rich's house, wherever that is in outside of Nashville, where artists would come in, we press, we, we get an old boom box, like maybe what Rich would have used when he did those demos. We push record on the song and an artist would do a few takes of that song. Um, and then we pick the best one of those takes and just leave it kind of raw and simple can we get into Rich Mullen's house was a big question mark. Initially, the record got uh, kind of put aside for a while because of COVID. She was interested in the idea, but, you know, at the time, having lots of people in your little house is a little uh, scary uh, with COVID and everything. So we finally got past COVID and were able to start tracking, I think, in the fall of 2021. And uh, first person I think that tracked was Audrey Assad, doing Everywhere I Go, I See You. And it was beautiful. I, just, I can remember just sitting in the corner of the room, trying not to move because the floor would creak so much. Everything about recording there was against uh, recording standards. You know, you had loud cars passing every every couple minutes. Uh, the house is old, so the floors would creak. It almost felt like you were walking into like an old, when you go to those like history museums where they have like the old houses decorated, redecorated, but they're real kind of like you, could, you walk into them and they feel real kind of like feeble and creaky and um, that's exactly how this house felt. Like a, but she had it decorated so nice with all these photographs of Rich and stuff everywhere. It just felt like you're walking into a, a, a place that was ripe for community, a place that was ripe for friendship, and a place that was ripe to capture something beautiful. And I immediately felt the presence of Rich uh, in those recordings, and I knew we made the right decision by recording in his house, taking the time that it took to do that. One thing Rich certainly didn't care about was everything being perfect. This is the project's executive producer, Andrew Greer. And so to record a tribute album, or I, I don't even love the, the word tribute album, I don't love tribute albums in general, but to record a record of songs 
uh, from an artist, from a songwriter, from a singer-songwriter, in the place where he uh, inhabited, uh, in his home. So we went to his house, which is now owned by his uh, longtime friend, Connie Hawk, just west of town, kind of legendary old 100-plus-year home, creaky floors, small spaces, kind of this hallowed space. And I, I think when you record the music that someone wrote in the space that they lived in and potentially wrote some of these songs in, then that space, no matter how raw or um, earthy or unpolished it is, it becomes quite holy. So we wanted to take all these different artists, those that had lived in the era of Rich, who had toured with Rich in the era of Rich, recorded with him, and artists, um, and folks like me who were the next generation who were listening to Rich or seeing a Rich concert but never really existed in the same space as him when we were creating art. Bring all those generations together under this one roof to record these songs live to tape. Literally, we did it to a cassette deck tape as well, of course, as well as to some modern digital equipment just so we could have um, some ability to make it accessible to everyone. But it's that acoustic, raw, earthy feel that we think kind of gets us closer to the barefoot rich. Ah, I just love that. It's sort of the mission of this whole project, getting us closer to the barefoot rich. I think it's something that we all want. Rich had this unique connection to God and to other people in the way he lived his life authentically. It's kind of set us a north star for us, somebody who's walked the path that we can now follow. Our team had a discussion in March of 2022 to decide a title for this project. There's lots of different routes that we could have taken, whether it's song titles, song lyrics, a word or phrase that's often linked to Rich Mullins. We almost went the opposite direction and we decided to name the album something that may create new connections between that word and Rich Mullins, a connection that I didn't even ever hear existed before. And since the story of this album is very much about community, location, and specifically Rich's house, we decided to name the album... Are you ready? It'll simply be called Bellsburg the very name of the town that Rich lived. And now comes one of the most exciting parts of the whole project, where we get to invite you to join in to this community. We've got some practical ways for you to get involved coming up right after this short break. This podcast is sponsored by the new album from singer-songwriter Karen Simmons. Psalms, Hymns, and Spiritual Songs, Volume 2, by Karen Simmons, features songs rooted in Scripture, offering encouragement and hope. He alone is where love abides. You can find the latest by Karen Simmons, Psalms, Hymns, and Spiritual Songs, Volume 2, on Spotify and all major music platforms. 
UTR is going to be giving away rare vinyl LPs all summer long. Enter to win our Summer of Vinyl Contest. We're not just picking one winner. We're going to pick a winner at the end of May, June, July, and August. You only have to enter one time to be in all of the drawings. Click on the Summer of Vinyl Contest link at utr.org or in today's show notes. What is this music project Bellsburg going to be like? First, we hope that a sense of community is found in the essence of the music. It's been a wonderful experience working with these incredible artists and producers. In fact, for me personally, it's been one of the most life-giving projects I've ever worked on. We want this album to have a sense of warmth to it, like an artist grabbed a guitar and sat next to a fireplace in a creaky old house and played a song by Rich Mullins that has impacted their lives. And we hope it is an introduction to Rich's music or even just a revisiting of Rich's music in a fresh way. Obviously, it's a very sparse, raw, yet authentic album that allows the artist's voice to come through and Rich's lyrics to shine. It's been a fun journey to see this project grow in scope, and it's actually going to be a double-length album, 18 tracks in total, and two of those tracks will be uh, previously unreleased Rich Mullen songs recorded in his early years. Who else recorded on the album Bellsburg? I'm glad you asked, because... This has never been shared publicly before. I'm about to reveal the full list of all the artists that participated in Bellsburg. You ready? You're going to love this list. Amy Grant, Mitch McVicker, Ashley Cleveland, Andrew Peterson, Sarah Groves, Kevin Max, Cindy Morgan, Brothers McClurg, Jimmy Abag, Stephen McWhorter, Jason Claiborne, Ron Block, Taylor Linhart, Ian Zumbach, Andy Gullihorn, Carolyn Ahrens, Derek Webb, David Mullins, Jonathan Mullins, Steve Cudworth, Ben Shive, Tommy Sims, Audrey Assad, and Andrew Osenga. Whew, that is quite a lineup, and we are so excited to work with all those artists. We've all been working behind the scenes for about two and a half years on this album, and we've been waiting for this day because it's so exciting for us to invite you to be a part of the process. In fact, with the remainder of the time that we have in today's episode, I'm going to invite you into three ways that you can participate in the making of and or celebration of this music from Bellsburg. First is we want to hear from you. We would love to know the stories of how Rich impacted you through music, lyrics, words, teaching, and and you can share that with our community. We have a brand new website where that can happen. It's called richmullins25.com, and it's a little space on the internet to remember the 25th anniversary of Rich's passing and just commemorate the celebration of this historic tribute album. It literally just went live the same day I'm recording this, um, which is so exciting. But there's a space on the homepage where we invite you to share your story, and then we can pass that along to the rest of the community. So check it out, richmullins25.com, and we'll also link to that in today's show notes. 
Number two, attend a Rich Mullins celebration event. Yes, there's going to be several of them happening this year in commemoration of the 25th anniversary of Rich's passing. There may be some smaller events happening all around the country. Just keep your eyes and ears open for them. And uh, those can be really sweet and beautiful experiences. I'm also aware of a few bigger gatherings that are going to be happening in Chicago, Nashville, possibly Connecticut, and in Wichita, Kansas at Friends University. All of those events are going to be happening in September or October of this year. And uh, one of the things that our team is planning is a special Rich Mullins fan weekend experience for a select group of VIPs. And the VIPs could be you. Um, We are going to have a very limited opportunity to come to Nashville the weekend of September 16th, 17th, and 18th. On the 16th, we're going to be gathering as a private group at Connie's house, Rich's old house, where Bellsburg was recorded. And we're going to hear some special performances and hear some stories um, and just get to make new friends uh, on the 16th. Then on the 17th, our group is going to be gathering with a few other industry professionals Uh, Still a private gathering at Amy Grant's farm in just outside of Nashville. Um, We're going to be having a special uh, art gallery showing of the art of Jimmy Abag and Ben Pearson. And you can actually buy the art and take it home with you. Um, Plus a a stories and songs concert at Amy Grant's farm. It's going to be great. Uh, And then the final night is Sunday, September 18th, and there will be an open to the public larger Rich Mullins celebration concert, which will also sort of coincide with the album release concert of the Bellsberg Project. There will be a big Rich Mullins celebration event at Judson University just outside Chicago the weekend prior to that on September 9th. Tickets will be going on sale for that later in the summer. I believe that there are tickets on sale right now for the event at Friends University in Wichita. And while there will be tickets available to the public for the September 18th concert in Nashville, the whole VIP weekend experience, the whole fan weekend thing, there will not be tickets sold to the public. The only way to get in on that Rich Mullins Fan Weekend is through the Kickstarter campaign. In just a second, we're going to dive into the deep end, and I'm going to tell you all about the Kickstarter campaign, and you are the first to hear about it. Uh, But before that, some good news for those of you who are thinking, well, maybe I can't travel around the country. I maybe can't make it to some of these events or maybe it's just cost prohibitive. Some good news for you. We are going to be teaming up with an organization that Rich Mullins um, was linked arms with and cared about deeply, which is Compassion International. And uh, with their help, we're going to be offering a live stream of the September 18th concert in Nashville. So um, you will be able to 
participate in one of our events from the luxury and comfort of your own living room. Ah, yes, the number three way to get involved demands some funky background music because we want to introduce to you the brand new Kickstarter campaign for Bellsburg. Ah, and the reason why I chose this background music because a lot of people speculate what kind of music would Rich Mullins be making if he was alive today? And I think it's got to be this. Yeah, it's got to be dubstep. <laughs> uh, I'm just joking around. But uh, we are so excited about the Kickstarter campaign for Bellsburg. And it has not yet released at the time of this recording. Um, it will release to the public on Tuesday, May 31st. So if you're listening to this episode after May 31st, the Kickstarter is live. It's a one-month campaign, so it will end on June 30th. And our goal is to raise $60,000 for the budget of the Bellsburg Project. Um, we also have a stretch goal already outlined. If we can get past the base goal and get to our stretch goal of $80,000, boy, this may be the, the, the best stretch goal you've ever heard of. Um, we're not just adding a song or doing a demos project or whatever. We are going to release a new Rich Mullins album. <laughs> I'm not joking around. This is not a drill, people. That stretch goal would allow for a new project called Deep Valley to be released thanks to Rich Mullins' early music and the Ragamuffin archives in conjunction with Old Bear Records. Um, this would be a full-length live concert that Rich Mullins did at Deep Valley Christian Camp in 1984. And, uh, boy, it is very cool to hear some songs that had never been released before, as well as um, songs from Rich's catalog that will be familiar to you. Uh, so, not only the bass goal is exciting, but the stretch goal is exciting, too. And do not fret, do not fear, we have some amazing thank you rewards for your involvement and participation in the Kickstarter campaign. The fun really kicks off at tier number one, which is what everybody gets. Um, that is an early access to a documentary about the making of Bellsburg, plus a Rich Mullins single that's never been released before. Yes, we have uh, an early recording of a song that's previously unpublished called Whitewater, and it's the first time a download of that song has ever been made available. Of course, you can get Bellsburg in any music form you want through the campaign. Digital download, deluxe CD, or a vinyl double LP. You can get access to all of our behind-the-scenes photos and videos. We also have a beautiful art photo print of handwritten lyrics by Rich Mullins. We have tickets to the September 18th concert in Nashville 
and also tickets for the full VIP weekend experience September 16th through the 18th in Nashville. Our friend Matt Walden has created more bottles of the wildly popular St. Rich's Beard Oil. Yes. And, oh wow, this is amazing. Um, An original cinegraph signed as a collaboration from Ben Pearson and Jimmy Abegg. Yes. One thing that's become really popular for folks who collect almost anything are mystery boxes where you get a box in the mail and it just has an assortment of goodies. And we have a Bellsberg mystery box that um, you can get as part of the Kickstarter and it will have an assortment of goodies all related to Rich Mullins. And our highest tier is that you become the co-executive producer of the album Bellsberg and bring a Rich Mullins tribute concert to your town. We'll bring the artists and all the the content for the night, and it can be a wonderful celebration in your neck of the woods. So there is something for everybody in this upcoming Kickstarter campaign. So once again, if you're an early downloader of this episode in late May, well, the Kickstarter goes live on May 31st. There are going to be some tiers that have a 25% discount for the first 48 hours of the campaign. So encourage this community to hop in and get involved right away. Um, There is a link in the show notes to our Kickstarter campaign um, where you can save it so that you're notified uh, um, when it launches. Also, if you're listening after May 31st, And before June 30th, then guess what? Our Kickstarter is live right now. So hop in, get involved, uh, find what something that you're interested in and be as generous as you can be. And uh, we think that you'll get more than your value's worth in the various rewards and fun experience. It also just feels great to be a part of the making of something, to be on that team that created something that came into the world. You can be a part of that. So check it out at the show notes link or head over directly to kickstarter.com and search either Bellsberg or Rich Mullins and it'll pop up. Before we say goodbye, I'd love to give a public thank you to all the people who are helping to make this Kickstarter a reality. It's an all-hands-on-deck kind of an experience. So a big thank you to all the folks at Old Bear Records, Andrew Greer, David McCracken, Connie Hawk, Jimmy Abegg, Ben Pearson, Darius Fitzgerald, Matt Waldman, Scott Erickson, Evan Sealing. David Mullins, and Amy Grant. And we'd like to leave you with one more piece of really good news. We started this podcast in 2017 to chronicle the making of a Rich Mullins tribute album, but we never knew for sure if we'd ever see a release date on such a project. I'm happy to tell you that we do have an official release date for the double-length tribute album called Bellsburg. It will officially release to the public September 16th, 
2022. Ah, it feels so good to say that. And you can get the music in advance if you're a part of the Kickstarter campaign. I really don't want you to miss out on the Kickstarter. On the next episode of Release Date, we'll be returning in the month of July to give you a recap of how the Bellsberg Kickstarter campaign went. Plus, we'll be hearing from Bellsberg artists on how Rich Mullins inspired their music. Release Date is produced and hosted by Dave Trout. Special thanks to this episode's interview guests, Connie Hawk, Andrew Greer, and Chris Hoisington. Any copywritten materials are used with permission or under fair use provisions. If you'd love to help spread the word about this podcast, we encourage you to leave a rating review as well as taking a screenshot of your podcast page, posting it to your Insta stories and tagging at UTR Media. Thanks for listening to Release Date, a production of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported, nonprofit ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and online at utrmedia.org.